Hey, what's up, guys? Another episode of The Back Office with Dave and Jeff. We have a special guest here this morning, uh, our good friend Gavin, uh, bringing some expert insight on the betting lines and whatnot. But first, a word from our sponsor. This Hungry for a Win pregame is brought to you by Edgewater Companies, Inc. Whether you're looking for a new casita by the beach or a postgame pad downtown, Edgewater is your go-to real estate solution. Please visit www.edgewatercompaniesinc.com for more information. So week four, the Jaguars are one and two so far. Uh, unfortunately, a pretty lousy performance on national TV against the Miami Dolphins last week. Uh, we're looking to get back in the win column this week uh, in a road showdown in Cincinnati against uh, the Joe Burrow Bengals. Um, it's looking like a cloudy and possibly rainy afternoon up in Cincinnati. So it should make for an interesting matchup. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the injury report. So some pretty key injuries today. Uh, the Jaguars get back DJ Chark, which is huge. Brandon Leonard's still going to be out. Uh, we signed Stephen Hoshka, the kicker, uh, to help out Lambeau, who was hurt. Uh, unfortunately, he's hurt as well. So we're trotting out another no-name. Uh, so the kicking game might be a little shaky today. Uh, we'll see about that. But uh, more importantly, the Bengals have some pretty key injuries um, they are missing Geno Atkins, who's their stud defensive tackle. Um, Mackenzie Alexander, who uh, is a pretty um, pretty solid corner. Uh, and then uh, a number of other injuries, including another defensive tackle, Mike Daniels. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see how and we'll talk about how that's going to affect the game. But uh, Dave, let's go ahead and get into the base defense facts. Let's do it. Yeah, it's time to lock down the bank. Um, overall, coming into this game, you know, what, what strikes me is the Bengals are 26 in the league in, in points scored. Um, they've also let Joe Burrow get sacked 14 times. Um, from my vantage point, I mean, that's going to continue to be the key to the game is, is our ability for the pass rush to get home. But, but before we hit on that, I'd say that, you know, we're coming in off a game where we allowed Ryan Fitzpatrick to throw for 90% completion rate. Two touchdowns, um, that's got to be different with Burrow. They're, they're too dynamic at the wide receiver position. They have uh, A.J. Green, T. Higgins had a breakout performance last week with over 100 yards receiving. And Tyler Boyd, of course, who's been kind of a stable in, uh, a, you know, a stable force in their wide receiver core for the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, I think all of the all the dominoes are set up for this to be a big game for the Jags defense and really start to turn it around. That said, um, there's a lot of uncertainty out there given how we played last week. Yeah, uh, definitely big-time concern about our secondary. And uh, it, it's starting to feel like Joe Burrow, you know, three games under his belt. <clears throat> this could be the game that uh, is really his coming-out party. Um, they've played the Chargers, the Browns, and the Eagles. They tied the Eagles last week. So, you know, they've played some some pretty decent uh, defenses so far. Um, they are allowing, let's see here, uh, 38 0.4% pressures on dropbacks. That's the fifth most in the NFL this year. Um, but Joe Burrow's been managing that really well. Um, he has a, a what is this, a average time to throw of 2.6 seconds, which is pretty quick. Um, so it's just so crucial that Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on uh, those two young guys get it figured out this week. Um, because if you let Joe Burrow sit in the pocket, he's just going to feel so comfortable. And we don't have the secondary to cover all the weapons that they have. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think that's the key to the game on the defensive side of the ball is, is Josh Allen. I mean, he's got to eat today. If, if that guy's not getting two-plus sacks, I don't think we're coming out of Cincinnati with a W. 
Um, on the interior side of the defensive line, uh, we can touch on the run game in a minute. It's obviously been much better than, than getting pressure on the quarterback, but um, you know, Taven Bryan continues to be about as useful as a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. Um, and I don't see that changing at all today. Um, I, I wish they would just bench him and, and play some younger guys and see what we got at other spots. The, the bright spot that I think um, could potentially shine through is Devon Hamilton. I think with each progressive week, you see him get more snap count. He's been getting, uh, he's been getting better every week. Um, and so I'm excited to see how they use him. I, I think if, uh, if they found a, a, you know, a perennial starter in, in the third round, that would be a great, a great pickup for us. Um, and it seems like all, all the arrows are pointing in the right direction with him. Um, so maybe, you know, switching gears a little bit to, to what I touched on a minute ago uh, on the rush side of the defense, um, you know, Mixon is expected to play today. He was questionable throughout the week, uh, but I believe they announced this morning that he's good to go. Uh, that said, he's coming in behind a very shaky offensive line. Um, the Bengals, as we touched on earlier, have, have let Joe Burrow get, get hit a good amount. They've also haven't been super dynamic um, uh, uh, in the run game so far. Uh, Joe Mixon's only averaging 3.2 yards a carry um, after a big contract extension in the offseason. So obviously disappointing if, if you're a Bengals fan. Um, but I think that the key matchups to watch are on the right side of the line on the interior. Um, the, uh, the Bengals are starting a guy named Alex Redman, who has been on and off their practice squad for the last year or so. Um, re-signed to the practice squad earlier this week, brought up to the active roster midweek, and is now starting at right guard. Um, so I, I think you should see the Jaguars blitzing that gap repeatedly if they're smart. Obviously, that that leaves a, a big question mark around Todd Wash being able to scheme to that um, and also putting our, our better interior players lined up against that right guard. Yeah, from your perspective, uh, yeah, what, is, what are your thoughts on Cincinnati's offense? Yeah, Dave, just to add to a couple of things you touched on, I, I don't see a big game out of Mixon here today, uh, particularly with the injuries you touched on, but also just how – how the Jags defense has been trending against the run. Uh, actually, a, a low-key bright spot. Uh, we rank 10th in, against rushing success as a defense, as well as 10th uh, in terms of explosive rushing. So limiting those 10-yard those uh, rushes and longer, those chunk rushes, I think will be key today. Um, and and that, that's even more important in a game script like today that we expect. Um, you know, th that's big for me, once again, just looking at the – the weather and, and how that might be a factor here, uh, rainy and, and 50s in Cincinnati. So I, I see see a big um, a big day on the both teams trying to emphasize the run, but I think Jacksonville will have success on as the defense uh, trying to limit Cincinnati there. Yeah, totally, nice. totally agree. Um, before we maybe change gears and, and talk about the offense, um, one thing I, I figure we should talk about because it's been a storyline all week and we haven't talked about it yet is. Uh, one, do you think that uh, if if given the option, i.e. we win the coin toss, we take the ball, assuming we continue our current trend of deferring to the second half, um, do you think the, the defense has the ability to get off the field without being scored on on the, on the first drive? No. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, you know, people uh, were really angry online about this whole defer or take the ball or whatever. Um, it's nice to have something to be angry about and point to that and be like, Oh, that yep. was the reason that we played so lousy. Um, altogether, uh, it doesn't matter. The defense would have gotten scored on if, you know, they came on the field uh, for the second possession, but 
if given the option, yeah, I, I say you you take the ball. And uh, I guess this is a kind of a segue to a Gruden, Gruden grind for a win. But, yeah, you take the ball and you let Gardner do his thing and just immediately double down on, on Gardner and the offense. Yeah. Jeff, I, I would – to add to that, again, to your point, Jacksonville's ranking dead last in the league in terms of passing success. I don't think we want to allow Burrow to, to establish himself first and foremost. I want to think we want to put him kind of on his back foot and, and, you know, put some pressure to make him answer Gardner there. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Gruden crying for a win. Um, unfortunately, last Thursday night, uh, the offense just seemed totally lost. Uh, I, I think it was a combination of Jay Gruden's magic kind of running out a little bit, you know, maybe short week, maybe had a big Wednesday night on the town, who knows <laughs> with Jay Gruden, but uh, yeah, certainly um, they did not look like the, the same offense that uh, we had seen the previous two weeks. And I think a lot of it has to do with DJ Chark getting scratched, uh, you know, that he's such a huge element to the offense, um, especially in terms of shifting the secondary and drawing attention uh, and being a, just a, a playmaker uh, in situations where the Jaguars need to pick up chunk yardage. So I, I think that really messed up the game plan. Luckily, we have him back this week. Um, yeah, well, what are your guys' thoughts on the, the offense this week? Yeah, I mean, I obviously want to touch on the passing game, but I'm, I'm going to start with the, the rushing attack. You know, we've talked about the inverse of it as it relates to the Bengals. You know, you're coming into a game where it's probably going to be a little wet, um, uh, and you'd expect that, you know, a larger percentage of the offense plays early on to probably be scripted as runs, whether or not we actually see that play out, given the, the dynamics of taking the ball or not uh, remain to be seen. But uh, what I'm looking for is James Robinson to extend on that rookie of the month nod that he got last week. Super exciting. First uh, player, I believe, since Fred Taylor on the Jaguars to get that as a rookie. Um, you know, the Bengals, as we touched on, are missing two interior starters, Atkins, who's been out all year, and who's a force on the in interior defensive line. Uh, and then uh, his replacement, Mike Daniels, is also out. So you, you essentially have, you know, their third and fourth best guy up there at defensive tackle. Um, that said, you know, we're, we're a little shorthanded in that Linder is still out with that undescribed knee injury. Hopefully we get him back in a week. Um, I'd say last week, you know, I'm trying to think back to the Dolphins game because it has been a while, like 10, 11 days, but um, I don't seem to remember noticing Shatley all that much, which is probably a good sign. Um, so if we can continue that trend and not be talking about Shatley, I think, I think we're in good shape to take advantage of a Bengals interior defense that is 31st in the NFL uh, against the rush and giving up over 180 yards on the ground per game. Um, if we're going to win this game, I think James Robinson has to go big like he has, you know, the last couple of weeks. And, and I don't think there's anything, you know, out there to make you think that he's not. I mean, I think he's been even better than they quietly advertised when they cut Leonard Fournette. Um, I don't think anybody expected this guy to effectively roll in as an undrafted guy, be a starter, and then be the rookie of the month nonetheless. So um, him continuing to, uh, to, to do what he's been doing on – the ground it's super important to get the win today um which i think will tie in eventually to our brinks truck lock of the week not to give anything away but um so yeah first and foremost i'm looking at the rushing attack i, I think that's what matters to to get the offense going i think you know last week when we played the dolphins we had to get away from that pretty quickly given that you know they scored on the first drive we came down conley uh missed an easy reception on second and i believe six to get the chains moving we called a stupid like swing pass on third down that was never going to get past the, the sticks and 
and then lo and behold, you're down 14 points and, and the rushing attack just can't really come in in the same way if, if you're doing that. So tying it back to what we've already talked about, I mean, I think if, if, if we get down early, um, that could really change things. I think the best thing we could do is, is strut out James Robinson with 10 carries over the first two drives and, and see what he's got. What do you guys think? Yeah, Dave, I, just to add to that, I mean, the, the con of last week was that we only had you know, a, a three days to prepare, right? This week we've got a week and a half coming off of Thursday. I see Jay Gruden uh, just really, at, you know, having a lot prepared on the front end to, to start out a nice clean drive. So coming back to our point about taking the ball, I, I, I love that in this spot. Yeah. Jeff, what about you? What do you think about the Russian attack? Yeah, uh, I mean – you know, if it's going to be a, a rainy day, um, that, that's going to be tough. Uh, I, I mean, James Robinson has looked incredible. Uh, he, he looks like a, you know, a veteran running back. He's not missing opportunities. Um, you know, I was at the game Thursday, so I, I haven't gone back and watched the replay to, to really dive into it. But um, something that we haven't seen so far this year is Gardner running a whole lot, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, last, last year the dude was pretty quick to, to tuck and run. So that's uh, – Something that maybe we'll see today. Um, you know, the the Bengals' pass rush is not too astute, um, so he's gonna have some time back there. Their secondary is sneaky good. Um, they've got William Jackson, who's a pretty highly rated corner and is having a really nice year so far. And their two safeties, uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Um, Von Bell's a thumper, like you know, you don't want to mess with that guy. And Jesse Bates is playing really great. Um, so it would be interesting to look at how. Uh, Keelan Cole and Chris Conley are going to bounce back in that number two wide receiver spot. Um, and then, of course, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to have an absolutely massive game. You just, like, feel it. Um, so uh, That's another guy you could, you could see coming pretty heavy in the rushing attack, I think. Whether they're, they're he's like, he's, them, he's you know, our number two running back. Out of the shotgun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, a, that was an earlier prediction uh, just to you know, pat myself on the back there. Um, LaVisca Chenault getting snaps at running back. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a big boy. He's a bruiser for sure. Um, definitely does not run like a wide receiver. He's like everything we wanted Denard Robinson to be. He's like <laughs> – That's a throwback. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch the offense get back on their feet today because I, I think they do. Um, and yeah. Full support for Gardner Minshew. Got the shirt on today. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm rocking the, the 15. Um, yeah, Gardner, I, I think, is, you know, as much as James Robinson is a, a key component to this game, I think so is Gardner. Um, you know, he's coming off a game where, from a, a, a completion percentage perspective, he was just as good as he has been. I mean, he threw, I think it was 30 of 42, so a little, a, a hair under 75%. Um, 275 yards, but no touchdowns. And, and, you know, I think it was probably harder for you being at the game to, to see it, but just there were no plays that were really stretching the defense. I mean, everything was short yardage. They run a lot of wheel routes into the flats and in drags across the center, which is, is kind of the hallmark of Jay Gruden's offense, but, um, but never got any of those chunk plays to get the defense to kind of get back on its heels, which we've, I think we've already talked about uh, a little bit. Uh, the, I think the thing that can change that today is what you definitely already mentioned, which is DJ trucks back. And, and that's a guy that, that you, you were forced to pay attention to in the, in the secondary, whether that's doubling him or making sure there's a safety on his side. Um, and I think that reopens up the Jay Gruden playbook in a way that we didn't really have last week. Um, the Bengals' pass defense is really, really solid, as you already alluded to. They're seventh in the NFL, giving up just over 200 yards a game. 
Um, so it's going to be a, a really exciting matchup. I, I think I think Gardner has got a couple tutties in him today, though, which we, we haven't seen uh, in, in about a week. So uh, I'm excited to see him come back out. Yeah, the ball is going to be slick. It's it's not ideal conditions, but um, I, I think the magic is going to come back with, with our boy. So, so uh, for people watching the game today, uh, both on offense and defense, where are your eyes going to be, like on a, any particular matchup or player? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I'll give you two. I, I think uh, I think on the offensive side of the ball, um, I think a big matchup, partially because th there's some history there, is, is Tyler Eifert um, lined up against either the, their linebackers or safeties. You know, Eifert got a little bit more involved in the game plan over the last two weeks, but I think it remains to be seen what he's going to bring to the Jaguars' offense going forward. Um, it would be super poetic if he was able to pull that all together versus his former team and, and come in and, and get a touchdown. So I, I like, uh, I want to watch that one. Um, and then for a second one, I'd say uh, whoever their number two slash number three corner is on a consistent basis, lining up against Keelan Cole. I think Keelan Cole uh, has the ability to, to, you know, grab five, six balls today um, and, and they need it. They need to spread the ball around I think, you know, again, bringing Chark back, you know, leaves a lot more variability in the offense. Um, and I think he's one of the key recipients of that. I, I was, you know, really disappointed in Chris Connolly last week. Um, I, I would expect that you see a, a few less snaps from him. I think the coaching staff also seemed pretty disappointed in, in that performance. So uh, I'm looking at Keelan Cole and Tyler Eifert on offense. Um, and then on defense, we've already hit it a million times, but Josh Allen, he's, he's got to get home, got to get home. So what about y'all? Definitely agree with Josh Allen. Um, if you if it, in the broadcast, I could watch C.J. Henderson against A.J. Green. I would love to watch that. Uh, you know, he had a terrific first game. Um, hasn't looked as sharp the, the past two weeks, particularly last week. So I, I'd like to see him have a bounce back game. Um, and A.J. Green doesn't have the uh, the best history with Jaguars corners. Um, so but I'm, I want to see Gardner – because he seemed just so lost last week. And I think part of it was all week they were chirping about how they knew what kind of defense the Dolphins ran. And what did the Dolphins do? Completely changed up their defense. They switched yep. from man to zone. They played like five guys across the field. Um, they didn't have to worry about a deep threat, which I don't understand why, because we have Chris Conley, who's an absolute specimen, and he can run like a 4-3. But for some reason, that guy can't figure out how to like make his body work for him. Um, so uh, it looked like a flag football game from our side of the uh, yeah, of the offense. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking for Gardner to bounce back with a better game plan and take more ownership of this offense, which has been a little disappointing, particularly last week. But, um, you know, there aren't – I don't know if there are fans in the stands in Cincinnati this week. But if there are yeah. – if there are, I mean, you know, at, at the game Thursday night, there's only so much, you know, 10,000 fans can do to create a home field advantage. So and this is a, a narrative that people haven't touched on a whole lot so far this year in the NFL is that quarterbacks, particularly uh, uh, visiting team quarterbacks, um, have the ability to, to call audibles at the line of scrimmage with, with no crowd noise, uh, yeah. making it so much easier. So you can go up there and see what the defense is giving, giving you and communicate a, a change in the play design to everybody with, with full confidence that everyone's going to get it. So that being said, especially come – three o'clock in the afternoon, third, fourth quarter, where it looks like it's going to be pouring down rain in Cincinnati. Uh, I want to see Gardner get creative at the line of scrimmage with some audibles. And like I said previously, I think 
and it'd be, it would be a prop to look at uh, see Gardner get some yards rushing today. Um, yeah. it, it would be – maybe this is the game that we see some, like, naked bootlegs or some read options. I would love that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see them get around the pocket as well. And, and um, you know, to emphasize the point you just made, you know, I think if there's a quarterback that benefits from from being able to to sit there and look at a defense pre-snap and, and, and make calls, uh, especially a young quarterback, I think Gardner is kind of the guy, right? I mean, the, the, the big – um, you know, obviously the con on Gardner has always been, you know, the, the, the combination of, of size and, and arm power, athleticism, whatever you want to call it. But the, the pro has always been from a scouting perspective, hey, this guy's super smart. It's like the mental side of the game that, that he has in spades. Um, and to your point, I mean, I think of all the years, this is the year that you can capitalize on that. Um, and last week, he didn't really have the opportunity to do anything with it. So um, I, I would like to see, uh, like to see that reverse today. Just to, to add on a bit to, uh, to what we're seeing from the numbers side with the, the away quarterbacks, it's, it's actually bared out in the numbers quite a bit. Uh, you look in years past when, when you say home field advantage has been three, even kind of coming down to two and a half for some teams. I put the number now all the way down to just one and a half for, for that home field advantage based on what we've seen this season. So big, big adjustment in the kind of the base numbers that we're seeing. And uh, I think that should – should play to Gardner today, uh, exactly as you said it, Jeff. Allow him to to control that offense. Nice. Well, uh, I think that um, makes it time for the Brinks truck back at the truck lock of the week. We got some really interesting uh, props and uh, betting edges to look at. Um, so yeah, uh, Gavin, keep running with that. Uh, talk a little bit about what the line is today, how it's moved, the total. Yep. So we've seen uh, we've seen the the initial spread um, all the way down from Jags plus three all the way down to Jags plus one and a half uh, as of lately this morning. That, that move from two and a half to one has been really encouraging. All 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 happening kind of today. So I think some of the some of the experts are seeing what we're seeing um, in terms of some of these matchups and and in terms of those matchups, the key one that you know we touched on a lot of good ones, but. I think I think we've been previewing this all along. Is where we're going is, is James Robinson. We we think he's due for another big game. Um, you know, we 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 thought about targeting potentially an under here with that game script uh, under forty nine and a half. If you can grab it, is potentially in play. But uh, sometimes you know you get those slippery conditions. Things can bust. I wanted to not expose ourselves too much there, and we we think this James Robinson play is. Uh, going to be a good one. Um, in terms of game script, we touched on it. Uh, James, James has been explosive, right, in, in these spots. He's at, Jags are averaging, uh, or they're fifth in the NFL in terms of explosive rushing, you know, those chunk plays of 10 yards or more. I think that will be key today. Um, and, and James has gotten, he's gotten his touches, right? He's averaged seven, over 17 touches a game. Uh, for 113 yards. I don't see the Jags, again, going away from that at all, especially in conditions like today. So uh, the play of the week for me is is James Robinson over 78 and a half combined yards. Uh, did look towards the the over just on the rushing yards, but a little bit fearful there. Again, if, you know, if the Jags get behind uh, in, in that spot, don't, you know, they might might have to be uh, dumping off late in the game, so I, I feel very confident about those combined yards. He, I, I do see James getting 20 touches today. 
Um, James grew up outside of, uh, actually outside of Chicago, where I'm at today in, uh, in Rockford, Illinois. So he's used to, um, used to conditions like this, uh, used to carrying the load in, in gray weathers and, and used to doing it with, with a good attitude, unlike, uh, you know, unlike his predecessor there. So I, <laughs> I, I see him uh, having no problem in his 20 touches and averaging just the you know the four and a half or so yards he needs to eclipse that 78 and a half yards it is a bit juiced up um i'm seeing it all the way up to potentially minus 140 but i'm, I'm comfortable in that juice and uh, and grabbing this one heavy nice I like uh, it. yeah I, I think uh i'm in agreement with all that uh certainly i think some other interesting angles to look at uh that gabby you mentioned on the pre-show but um you know both quarterbacks will probably come out with good game scripts. We'll probably see some scores early. You know, so the first quarter over might be a move. But what I'm thinking is um, once those two quarterbacks get settled in, the defenses get settled in, and that rain comes uh, around 3 o'clock, uh, yeah, try to grab a, a live under. Uh, so You nailed uh, it. Yeah. You nailed it, Jeff. Anything in the area of – 53 to, to, you know, 53 plus after a, a quick score or two will, will cash on the under later. I, I feel very confident about that. Just the, the true metrics I have in terms of the, the raw total for this one, I, I see a 43.2 based on my projections. So I'm, I'm seeing an under game um, just kind of off the bat. And to your point, I, I like the live under even more just, you know, early on the, the game scripts will be flowing. I, I see some points there. Um, but that live under 54 uh, should, should be juicy if we can if we can grab it. What are the key numbers people should look for, like above 50 or you know 48? Yeah, 53 is pretty key. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know if you can get 53 and a half uh, after one one quick score in early in the first quarter, or after two quick scores, kind of as the quarter is changing, I, I like that a lot. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I like both those picks. Um, I, I think uh, this is kind of a derivative of, of, of the pick we've already made. But, uh, you know, I, I think James Robinson's going to get a ton of action on the football, uh, with the football, rather. And um, I think it's highly unlikely that he doesn't get a touchdown today. So uh, I, I also like the James Robinson over uh, half touchdown at, at minus 115. I would take that and lock it in. So, um so maybe uh, before we, we end with, you know, our, our respective closing remarks, uh, let's go around the, around the horn uh, game predictions. Uh, who wants it, Jeff or Gavin? Who wants to go first? Jeff. Hmm. I haven't given a whole lot of thought. Uh, you know, I am nervous about Joe Burrow because until the pass rush can prove they can do it, they can't. And this does feel like a coming out party for him. So, you know, I, I think they get a few scores early. The rain comes down, it gets into a bit of a grind of a game, which team wants it more. Um, so I, I think the Bengals end up putting up probably 24 points. Um, oh, man. I'd, I'd like to think Jay Gruden's going to come out and the Jaguars put up 27. So 27, 24, that goes against our under, I suppose. So uh, maybe it's closer to like a, a 20 to 17 game. That's what I'll, I'll lock in. Jaguars take it. Yeah. For me, for me I, I, I've got actually the, the true 
spread projection at this game, essentially close to a pick Cincinnati, like minus 0.1. So as close to a pick as you can get. Uh, I think while we might see some fireworks early, this game is going to get really tight late. As that rain starts coming down, teams won't want to make a mistake. So I, I think it's just going to be about limiting that mistake. So I, I put the game score at uh, 21-20 Jacksonville uh, with, with James Robinson picking up some key fourth down conversions uh, late in the game to, to ice it and ice both our win and our under. I like that. I like that, Gavin. Because yeah, I don't think we're gonna let that kicker kick anything significant. Yeah. Yeah. I. That you're, you even have a bit of optimism there that he makes a three uh, point after attempts. So. <laughs> yeah, it might, might even be a, a missed uh, a missed PAT for us there. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I'll stick with the theme. I think I'm gonna be a, a little higher than than you two, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Jags win this one, 28-24. We hit the live under on that, um, and I think it's a game where uh, I think Lavisca Chenault gets a touchdown. I think Tyler Eifert gets a touchdown. I think James Rob- James Robinson gets a touchdown, and I think Gardner takes one in with his legs. Um, and I, I think you're gonna see us down late uh, with a game winning drive from Gardner. Uh, he's seven and three against the spread when he's an underdog. I think he's going to walk into Cincy and, and rip defeat from the jaws of victory. Did I say that right? No, the opposite. That's my prediction. Well, all, all in all, uh, you know, sentiment is pretty low amongst the fan base after um, that ass whooping last week against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but there's still a lot to play for. I mean, not only with this new playoff format, wild cards are up for grabs. Um, you know, looking at a team like the Tennessee Titans last year, they started what two and four and ended up in the AFC championship game, not yep. setting lofty expectations, but um, it, you know, it's important for this team to continue grinding. Uh, if not for a, a possible wild card spot, um, just for the general sentiment of the team, um, you know, it does feel like we uh, have a nice culture brewing amongst some of these young guys who seem awfully focused in, in their profess- profession. So, um, yeah, and you just got to keep rooting for Gardner, man. Um, he's a guy that he's easy to root for, and you want to continue to see him developing. So uh, this is a big bounce back uh, week for him going up against, um, you know, probably uh, the, the shinier headline in Joe Burrow. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd reiterate, you know, the AFC South is still wide open. The Tennessee Titans are 3-0, but 0-1 versus COVID. Um, so it, who knows where that's going to shake out over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, on the, on the Jaguar side of the aisle, uh, I'm excited to watch this game. I, I think that, um, not to be, you know, not to, to fall into too much hyperbole, but I think if, if you can't take a win here, um, the schedule is only getting tougher, um, and the momentum is only going to slow down. So I think coming out of this game two and two is super important. I think the team knows that. Um, and I think we're going to see a W. It might be super ugly, but um, I feel good about today. I don't really know why, but, but I feel good. Um, bold prediction, if we go down, you know, 14 points plus before scoring again, uh, I think Todd Wash gets fired on Monday. Wow, that's a bombshell. I mean, I'm in full agreement, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah, let's hope that the defense looks a little bit more adept today. Yep. Gavin, anything in closing before we we sign off? 
No, I, I think this is Jeff nailed it. Um, this is a game you got to win if you want to be a professional. You go on the road and you you beat no and three team. Um, you know, n- nothing more to say there. Let's let's go about our business today. All right, Hell yeah. I love it. Go Jags, go Minshew. Let's get a W. Cool. Well, thanks everyone that is uh, watching. This has uh, been week three, or sorry, week four of the back office. Uh, Gavin, thanks for joining us. That was very insightful. Um, and can I get a collective Duval? Duval. Go Jags, baby. Go Jags. Get that dub. <laughs>